Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Uh, if you just joined us, we told our hour long story last hour, uh, which is you'll never guess what happens next. And if you missed it, you can check it out on our podcast. Do it! Yes, and we would love to have your stories. So please, if you want your story to be turned into a radio drama, everybody has something super weird that's happened to them, right? Or they know someone that has some type of story. Absolutely. So let us know, and we'll change the names and everything so it's anonymous. Okay, I have to tell you about... Pete Davidson leaving a very angry email. Oh, no. For Kim Kardashian? No, 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 no. He is really ticked off. Oh, Kate Hudson. Not Kate Hudson. Kate Beckinsale. Right. I'm just thinking of his exes. Who was he leaving nasty grams to? Well, this is a woman who is the VP of Cruelty Investigations, Daphna Nakmanovich at PETA. Oh, he left an angry voicemail for uh, the Mediterranean bread that I like so much? (laughs) Yes. No, you're talking about the organization, the people, uh, or excuse me, the, what is it? People against. People for the ethical treatment of animals. Ethical, okay. Um, (laughs) People against. People. The ethical treatment of animals, no. Uh, It's people, or people for the ethical treatment of animals. So PETA. What? Well, why was he angry at Peter? Peter's oh, supposed well, to they be... were angry at him. Oh. So what happened was that he. Why would you be angry at Pete? Because a stupid pet store. What? Put out a video of him buying a puppy instead of adopting from a shelter. Now this is a Cavapoo puppy. They look really happy in the video. And then PETA calls up TMZ and says, we have this video of him buying a puppy, not from a shelter. We want to tell you why this is so terrible. So TMZ, of course, reports on this story. And then he finds out and he called her and left this voicemail. Hi, my name is Pete Davidson. This message is for Daphna, um, the team. Uh, thank you so much for making comments publicly that I didn't adopt a dog. I just want to let you know I'm severely allergic to dogs, so I have to get a specific breed. I'm only not allergic to cavapoos and those type of dogs. And my mom's dog, who was two years old, died a week prior, and we're all so sad, so I had to get a specific dog. So why don't you do your research before you mm-hmm. create news stories for people because you're a boring, tired you and my end of message. He's referring to um, an intimate act involving his Go bleep yourself, yeah. Yes, so that is like, it started out okay, and then it got into you're a boring woman. Oh boy, and other things. So... They responded to this. Peter did. Yes, they okay. did. And Daphna. um 
We contacted Pete about his furious voicemail, and he admits he was unaware he could adopt a specific hypoallergenic dog. Mm. He said he was told it wasn't an option, and it and if it was, it was rare. Um, and so then they replied more. If Pete had done his research, he would know that there's no such thing as an hypoallergenic dog that at least a quarter of dogs in shelters are purebred, and that PetFinder has listings for homeless dogs of every breed under the sun, including the one he purchased. Okay, that's great. <laughs> I have so many thoughts, but I don't want to just have them. So what What was your reaction, Don? My reaction is, I'm so Why did glad... You- what? What? No, I just want like what was the impetus for you to bring this story? I because I like it when mouth. celebrities just speak their mind and it isn't in some type of legalese or some yeah. type of like super careful speech. Yeah, I like it when they just go off. Yeah, it entertains me. I'm like, good, you spoke it. Whatever the topic yeah. is, okay. And then he tells a story on his Instagram about the dog that died. They yeah, so that's the part people you know again. Okay, whatever. Go on, finish. Are you sure? Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll say my things in a, in, in a second. In a okay, minute. so the dog that died, the Cavapoo that they used to have, mm-hmm. he said um, that they adopted, he adopted it before the pandemic, and he was living with his mom, and uh, his name was Henry, and he got really sick. But during the pandemic, he doesn't know if he would have been able to live without him, and that when he was working on SNL, his mom would send him videos of Henry, the dog, watching him on the TV and making noises when I came on screen. Mm. So the dog knew it was Pete and got excited. He also would pee every time he came in the room. They loved the dog. like, And then the dog passed away. So they were all heartbroken. And like he said he's never seen his mom or sister cry that hard and that he wanted to comfort them. And so that's why he got the dog. Yeah. So what I just find so curious about this whole thing is like, I you know, like I know what Pete is doing and I know why they do the thing they do because they use celebrity to get attention to the issues that they feel are important. So Mm -hmm. like, I'm not surprised at all, but I just think it's, it's, there are so many better ways to raise the awareness that I think PETA is trying to raise without shaming people for doing things, especially, you know, calling into question like people's motives for doing things when you don't know did they call pete davidson did they ask about no if you were exactly if you were concerned um maybe think to yourself hey this is pete davidson he's a high profile individual maybe we could sit down with pete davidson after the fact and talk through the situation or say hey pete do you want to partner with us do you want to partner with us to talk about it Again, also without the shame part and without because I just have no time for people shaming other people's choices in life, um, especially when they're perfectly legal and perfectly reasonable and may not be your cup of tea. But I there's a whole list of things that we don't agree with each other on, but somehow we're still able you know, to get up in the morning and coexist as a society, right. although increasingly less and less. <laughs> I just think like this was a missed opportunity for PETA. And now they're both. But I, I also don't think Pete needed to tell her to bleep his bleep. Yeah. Like, I think there are better ways for him to respond. Like, if I I'm going to hold them to account, I get what you're saying, though. Like, there's an emotional release there that you could feel and appreciate. I appreciate it. And I just think that PETA needs to hire BDEPR. <laughs> 
to that's us yeah not pete because we're the bde we are bradley dawn energy that's right that's who they need to hire to talk them through all of these super emotional responses like is there anybody who's sensible who can just calmly say what can we do in this to make it a teaching and learning moment for people because they may not not like some of the things like there's a lot in there and we don't have time to to adjudicate all of the statements that both Pete and Peta made. But I would say both both of what they said could be taken incorrectly or, you know, there's more to the story, essentially. Mm-hmm. And to just yell at each other doesn't seem very helpful. It doesn't. But know? I'm here for Pete Davidson yelling. Yeah. I don't like I mean, the end of it, but still, yeah. I appreciate the entertainment. <laughs> no, well, and you know, again, missed opportunity. Although I imagine Pete is like, yeah, good one. We got headlines. It's fine. Oh. You know, because they don't seem like they're very concerned about being, you know, kind or polite. They just want to make their points, which again, no shame. That's it's a free country. You can do free speech. Yeah. But if you're really concerned with people not buying animals from a pet store, mm-hmm. which is a whole separate conversation, I feel like there's just a better way to do it. Right. You know, because so too. don't you think PETA, like the people who, yeah, whatever. I, I don't Their need approach to, needs a tweak, doesn't it? It works for some people, but I just feel like long term, I don't know that that approach is going to help you convince people who are, might just look at you and go, well, that's rude. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Again, yeah. but that's their point. I mean, that's their prerogative, which is and why I'm not going to tell them how to do their thing other other than to offer our services for BDE. For, we are not a free service. No, we do actually charge. <laughs> Even nonprofits, we will right. charge you. Because yeah. <laughs> work is work, John. That's right. Um, thank you for bringing that story up. Also, so sad. And also, that doggy is so adorable. Oh, my God. This dog. That dog won the lottery, kids. Oof. Sure did. Yeah. Oof. Can you imagine being Pete Davidson's dog? Well, his mom's dog, yeah. right? Because yeah, it'd be fun. That I'd dog. get the best dog food. Oh my god! Plenty of walks. All the best toys. Hey, when we come back, we've got to talk about Prince Harry. Why? Because he took the stand today, which is really actually just later, earlier today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It yeah, happened already, it's but England it's in the time. future. We'll talk about it when we return right here on my. My talkers, Radley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works, BLVDAutoWorks.com. Tom and his team right over in St. Anthony for more than four decades, keeping your vehicles, say with me, in tip-top shape. And that's all year long. Now, this time of year in particular, I imagine, you've got plenty of road trips on the calendar, or at least one, uh, or at least uh, more than you would normally because the weather's so beautiful. Get out and enjoy Minnesota, Wisconsin, wherever you're headed this summer. I want you to do so in tip-top shape, and the best place to make sure your car is ready to go is with Tom and his team over at Boulevard. It's where I bring my car for scheduled maintenance. They're the real deal. They're the hometown team of professionals who know exactly how to make sure your vehicle will be safe on the road. The air conditioner is going to work. The tires are in great shape. All your fluids are tipped, uh, tippity, top, topped off. You know what I'm saying. Head to blvdautoworks.com today. Make your appointment. Get in for that scheduled maintenance. Get in before your next road trip. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk, 1071. We are in the middle of the Prince Harry trial. Um, He has actually five cases 
against basically tabloids in the UK. And um, this is now happening. He missed yesterday. But what's the latest with his appearance in court? Oh, my God. There is so much. But thank you, Dawn, uh, for reminding us that, yes, indeed, Prince Harry is on the stand today. And it was the first time now he was supposed to be in court yesterday. He didn't make it because of uh, celebrating his daughter's birthday the day before. You know, he's got to fly over from uh, California. Mm -hmm. The attorneys for the Mirror Group tried to make that a big deal. Um, Right. Clearly, though, you know, um, nice try. Yeah. He's got other things to do. But he did uh, end up on the stand today. And one of the things that I found fascinating, there's a lot we can talk about, but let's start with one thing. Do you remember? So now remember, the whole thrust of this case is that he believes that his phone was hacked. And is essentially saying that the tabloids are the ones that hacked his phone because mm-hmm. they knew things that only someone with direct knowledge would know. And the people with direct knowledge claim that they weren't the source of, you know, those particular stories. Therefore, he testified in court that he believed they were responsible for hacking his phone. But you can imagine that the Mirror Group's attorney, that is the Daily Mirror's attorneys, who are defending themselves in this case, would challenge that notion by just saying, well, where's your proof? Mm-hmm. And he didn't really seem to offer any proof Uh-oh. that it was his belief that that was the case, but that there wasn't any direct proof. Oh, no. Uh, whether or not, I mean, I don't know how he would have had that smoking gun anyway. I guess, again, he believes that if no one else knew these details... Other than the people involved and the people involved say they didn't do it, then it's there's a presumption because we do know that tabloids have been accused of and held accountable for mm-hmm. hacking into other people's phones. You'll remember like the thing that t- sort of like broke this wide open and really turned the public against the tabloids. Not that they didn't already right. feel that way was after it was discovered that they had hacked into like a young girl who'd been murdered phone. <gasps> Like back in the day, day, that was one of the reasons that got everybody's, you know, sort of hackles up anyway. So moral of the story is that was one of the areas uh, of testimony today. But wait, there's more. There was, you know, so much um, in just this small amount of testimony, including but not limited to this whole rumor that King Charles is not Prince Harry's father. Do you remember that from the book? Oh, right. Well, actually, you know, he did talk about that. Yes. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
Yes, yes. This is this was a big story. And actually, he wasn't too excited about the fact that his dad, Charles, used to joke around about it and said, well, I'm not your real dad. And it's like, it's kind of hurtful. Like, don't say that. But, you know, they don't know how to behave around their own family. So, yeah, especially their own family. Uh, it's so weird. Exactly. And also, you just got to think that that just gets in your head. See, this is, again, why, like, I think we've all been obsessed with Prince Harry versus his family. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of the ways that he has sort of, how can I put this? A lot of that is because of the tabloids being in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they you know are creating saying? the narrative. They kind of, well, and it's it's maniacal, right? Like the tabloids kind of have them at each other's throats because yes. of the arrangement that this family has. By that, I mean the royal family. Yes. That is that, you know, they have access, but it's only certain access. And so each member of the family has this like incentive to shape the media narrative to benefit them mm -hmm. by using sources and speaking directly. So like it kind of turns the family against each other, but yet our focus is on the family versus the family instead of the family versus if they would the all just like join together. Yeah. And don't you feel like Harry wants that more than anything? He does because he wasn't ever the one calling the tabloids and talking and making up stories about the other people in his family. The other members of the family don't want to join together with Harry because that would expose the weird lies that they told to divert attention. And it's risky because if they're not successful, guy. then they're just going to have the tabloids. They're going to go, throat. oh, really? You want to play like that? Well, let us tell everybody what Camilla has sent us or let us tell you about the phone call that Charles yeah. is, you know, chief of publicity, whatever his name is. What he said and these stories, I mean, it's really crazy because in the book, they also talk about a woman whose sole purpose, I can't remember what he used to call her, like lizard woman. Or, I don't remember. It was something yeah, like, no, I remember. You remember yeah. that? That woman's that entire woman. job. Remember he saw her like then it wasn't it. He like walks down the hall. She was the one that. Was that the one, the lady who said her, there was something? She made up all kinds of things because her whole job was just to follow Prince Harry. Yeah. And so she's the one who planted the stories that he was in rehab and that he she had photos of him like smoking pot and would make up all kinds of things. It was her whole job. She her, She was assigned to Prince Harry. So he knew her very well. And then there were allegations that they were like, remember um, that they were like tracking them? That they had like trackers on their car or something. So they knew every place. They're like, we know why Tweedledee and Tweedledum, which are the photographers they talked about, why they're finding us everywhere. It's because they have, there's a device on our car. Yeah. And it just. But you can't prove that they put it there. Exactly. Exactly. So again, it's this mind game that the press is able to do. And that's why I think despite, you know, you and I talked about this off the air, like, I, I, part of me would love to just go off to America and forget all of this nonsense and get away from the tabloids. You're done. Your family, you've moved on. But yet, at the same time, he wants to be able to, like, show that this wasn't just his imagination. Right. That these tabloids truly were trying very hard and working very hard to damage all of them yes including you know not just himself 
and his brother, but the entire family right. through all their lies. And anyway, this the story continues. Maybe we can get even deeper. In. Here's Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. If you have not made your regular checkup appointment, now is the time. I know it's like June already, so like half the year is gone, but there is still plenty of time to get in and get that annual checkup. But routine checkup, cleaning from my friends at Dakota Dental. They make it super easy. You literally just call on the phone and say, hi, I'd like to make an appointment. They'll get you on the calendar. They'll send you a reminder. And then in no time, you'll be sitting in that chair getting some of the best dental care in the Twin Cities. I know that because that's where I go. And in fact, I've been going there quite a lot lately because I'm on my own dental implant journey, um, which has involved a number of steps. And they've really taken an otherwise very complicated process and made it very easy to understand, very easy to plan for, And frankly, something I'm super grateful I'm finally taking care of. So if you've got questions about that or anything else, head to dakotadental.com today. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. Thank you for joining us. If you missed any of the show, uh, you can always download our podcast, mytalk1071.com. You read an interesting piece that you would like to bring to our attention, and I am here for this. Good. I'm so excited because I read this story and I thought, what? And I wanted to share. Over at the Star Tribune in the variety section, here's a headline for you. Mike, have you seen this story? I have not. Okay. Excited for this. Should men go shirtless in summer? When is it okay? And when is it not? Oh. Do's and don'ts for male toplessness <laughs> at the beach, gym, concert, or stadium. Concert? I don't know. We'll get to Come that. On. So I saw this and I thought, oh, well, I'll bite because, you know, I'm a man. Uh, I I am shirtless on occasion. <laughs> and also, I'm not a stranger or uh, I should say I am a fan of the occasional shirtless man. So I had a vested interest or should I say a topless interest <laughs> in this article. Yes. Dawn, I'm very confused because I read this and I thought, well, I mean, isn't it kind of accepted that men do go topless? Like, what's the problem here? Right? Like, I don't know. Mike, do you, I'm just literally taking the temperature of the room here. Yeah. Do you find yourself topless on occasion? I mean, if I'm by a pool or something, I'm normally not, uh, you know, I'm not going to put my shirt off at an outdoor concert that I feel is hot. Yeah! I can just see my... Come on. Play Freebird! Play Freebird! Yeah. So I thought, this is interesting that in 2023, we're contemplating when it's okay for men to be topless. I mean, I actually would have been more interested in learning, like, when is it okay for women to be topless? Because traditionally, women aren't. But increasingly... They are in public spaces and like that's, you know, like I could see that's, that as like a, a topic, right? Of, that's, <laughs> oh my God, you have thoughts. I could just I tell. mean, that is a topic that is a common topic. <laughs> that, what does that mean? I because there's, there, there's controversy. Yeah. Um, it Oops. wasn't allowed. It was illegal. Mm-hmm. You know, probably is illegal some places. I well, don't and it know. used to be. It turns out it used to be illegal for men to be topless too. So, okay. like you know, again, uh, so I, I just was like, okay, well, what is this about? So I read the article, and I just want to read a little bit to you. So, um, there. First of all, I learned that there is actually like there are still etiquette experts in the world, and I just think that's fascinating because in the world we live in, it surprises me to think that there are still people who are obsessed with etiquette. Because I'm like, isn't kind of just everything okay now? I Yeah, I used to own the Vanderbilt 
book of etiquette. Did you? Yeah, it's a really big book. You remember anything fun in there? I just looked up table settings and things oh, like that, and okay. how it used to be, like how you would present a card, like a calling card at a home. Well, a according call. Yeah, yeah, no, and I the think, gilded age. Stuff. I think that stuff's fun. Like if you want to have a dinner party, you're like, well, what do we actually do? What do we put the napkin yes. or the serviette, as mm-hmm. it was called? Um, no, okay. So then I read down and it goes, but etiquette is a. Now, this is where I started to have questions. Let me know what you think. Mm. Uh, Until the 1930s, it was illegal in most cities in America for men to go shirtless in public. And while male male shirtlessness is not, quote, verboten, because it's no longer considered explicitly revealing, it is incredibly casual. That was one etiquette expert. Okay, great. Casual. Sure, I would argue that that's, or agree that that's Uh casual. But etiquette is about impact is about the impact you have on other people, said Juliet Mitchell, a Twin Cities-based etiquette expert. Whoa. Etiquette is about the impact you have on other people. Oh, it's not about you. It's about how other people feel around you. So even though you might be comfortable with your own skin, people around you might not be. Which I just was like, I kind of don't care. (laughs) What other people are comfortable with around me. I mean, I'm not going to take my shirt off in a business meeting. Sure. Or just like at the, you know. I think it would make things really exciting around here if you did. It would really not, actually. Topless Tuesday. She goes on to say, (laughs) Topless Tuesday. (laughs) We as a people, especially here in America, we lean toward public modesty. You're revealing too much. And it's not tasteful for all age groups. What? All age groups? Like We're talking about a guy with his shirt off? You're revealing too much? I mean, I just, again... Are are toddlers offended? What age group? I don't know. Is it older age? Are they implying that old people don't want to see topless guys? I would say that that is not true. Here's where I kind of lost my footing. I don't know what you want to call it. That's why Darwin Beyer keeps his shirt on in public. Beyer is president of the Oakwood Club, Dawn. Do you know what the Oakwood Club is? Mm, It's a tree club. People love oak trees. A nudist campground near Stacy, Minnesota. (laughs) Excuse me, a nudist thinks shirtlessness is inappropriate? (laughs) But he doesn't have pants on. on. (laughs) He does not have pants on. He goes, still, (laughs) well, the article says still, when he's out and about in his own hometown of Wanamingo, Minnesota, he wears a shirt. You just don't do it, he said, of going shirtless. It's not socially acceptable. Excuse me, but then you go to a campground with a bunch of families and take all your clothes off? But you're like, oh, I can't take my shirt off in public. What? Isn't that kind of strange? It, it feels a little strange. It feels a little Everybody weird. is. Boy, the world is fun. It's fun. It's filled with fun people with different opinions. <laughs> You're saying something without actually saying anything, John. Yes. No, I'm saying, do you want to say any actual thing to that story? Uh, Because I just found it particularly random that we would be having an argument. Now, if you want to say, like, because people do later on in this article, like, it's a double standard. Men can be topless, women can't. And to that, I would say, absolutely. And, honey, if you're going to have a parade for it or you want a petition, I'll sign it. Yeah. Because I'm here for it. I get that a lot of people would be more uncomfortable with that, but I think that's because of our uncomfortability with sexuality, uh-huh. probably that that and our like sexist society. But like, mm-hmm. okay, we can have that conversation. Yeah. But like, shirtlessness is really like, mm. I don't know. It's 
I just found that like kind of random. Yeah, it is kind of random. Um, I this is when I the only time that I'm like, oh, oh no, when a guy is shirtless is when I'm driving along and he's in his truck and he doesn't have a top on. And I just think you're getting sweat all over the fabric of that truck <laughs> and it's going to get gross and stinky in there. Your truck is stinky. Although I will say there are times when I'll put a towel down. Or and something. I always think, is he completely nude? <laughs> you're like, you're like, rest. you roll down sir, the window. Sir. sir, do you have any pants on? But you know, the guy that don't, he's going to open the door. He's going to go, ah, I see that. No, I'm fully supportive of pants. Mostly because it's yeah. just well. I mean, well, I mean, some in addition pants to the fact really that it's pants. socially unacceptable, but like, you, oh yeah. Like, how about all the booty mm. shorts? With mm-hmm. I'm sorry, your whole butt is hanging out. Or you're not wearing any underpants. Yeah. And then things are just like, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like sometimes clothes are not really close. Should we go to the phones, yeah. oh, Mike? Somebody sure. who's on the line? Is it the nudist? No, we got Jenny on the line, and she's got a question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because you read the article. Jenny, okay, what's your question, Jenny? Well, hi, guys. Well, Thanks hello. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Okay, I have a question. I Okay, we're pretty conservative. We live in Lakeville. Okay. I have two boys, 18 and 21, and between the two of them, they mow five lawns in the neighborhood. Okay. They always take their shirts off, and I, I don't think it's appropriate. Oh, it's, what do you guys think about teenage boys and one adult, I mean, he's 21, Yeah, taking their shirts off while mowing the neighbor's lawns? Oh, now would you let me, well, I don't, I, it doesn't bother me because it's not my son and I don't know how old the person is. So it's like, I... I don't know if they're underage. Does that make sense? Would you care if it wasn't your son's? No. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I so mean, they're 21 and 18. Okay. So they're not terribly, but, you know, they're muscular. Like, I don't want people looking at them. You know, I'm their mother. Oh, right. Well, that's understandable, honey. Like, I, get I would it. totally get that you would be uncomfortable by that or would prefer they not, which. I totally understand. I think if the people whose lawn they're mowing aren't complaining about it, because first of all, if they're looking out their windows and have an opinion about it, I'd be like, could you just find something else to do? Right. right like, yeah. but, but if they're comfortable and they're adults, I mean, I don't know. You, wrong audience. Cause I'm probably going to be like, well, it's fine. <laughs> well, I let them do it. I'm yeah. not going to argue them, yeah. you right. know, like, well, you're probably I, arguing with them know. about other stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's so, fight bigger battles. Yeah, exactly. But I just wondered your thoughts. No, oh, that's yeah, a great thank question. You. Yeah, thank you. For, and I totally you, get it as a mom. Like yes. my daughter, there's certain things that I wouldn't care if other women did, but if it was my daughter, I'd be like, please don't have an OnlyFans. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. You know? No, I totally get it. And I think all of those, I mean, that's a whole separate conversation. Right. Kind that's of, not but even the Back same to the thing shirtlessness thing. I just thought, like, it was just interesting to me that you would. Really, we're going to talk about this as an issue based mm. on all. Again, hey, look, we talk about all sorts of things in a given day. So uh, it but did it definitely get me got to, us talking exactly. Right? So and great it got me job, to think. Star Tribune. So c- kudos. We should. I should give credit where credit was due. The piece is in the variety section by Richard Chin over at the Star Tribune, and um, I. <laughs> I just like the guy who's the nudist who doesn't think it's appropriate <laughs> to take his shirt off. All right. 
Right? I guess not in church or something. No, but he was saying like... like Anywhere. Yeah, if you're like out for a run, you can't have your shirt off, okay. but he's going to be playing bocce ball with, you know... His, no pants. With his bits and pieces flopping around. I just can't. I don't know. Bocce that's, ball will never that's, be the same. That's where I know... <laughs> bocce bowls. That's where I noticed... Or that's, that's I think, my prude level. Like, I couldn't... What would you do? Where would you look? Oh, if you're playing like if you're at a ball with a nudist camp, yes. Where would you look? Their face. I level at all times. Yeah, if you want to be polite. But if you're all nude, maybe you just go, "Wow, I great!" Couldn't. I couldn't. Great. Tease. Could you do that? Great. Tease. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's something we say a lot in my house, just randomly. Great tease, like T E A S on TV. If we see someone, mm. we're like, "Hey, great tease." Anyway, I'm revealing too much. Toplessness. <laughs> man. Oh, God. What is your opinion? Well, let good, us know on Twitter. The good news is we're done with the segment Great. because we have to let Mike spin his game show roulette oh, wheel sure. so that we can play a game when we return right here on My Talk. Did it first equity. The little blind spot. Hey guys, Bradley here with great news from my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Not only do select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of up to $1,200, but you can save even more money with rebates on Duet Honeycomb Shades with PowerView Automation now through July 31st. Get a $150 rebate when you buy four Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades with PowerView Automation and receive a $38 rebate for each additional additional unit with PowerView. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Now is the time to take advantage of some major credits and rebates. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are amazing and available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today and let their experts help you through every step of the process. Or check them out online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. Hey guys, it is time at the end of every show where Mike spins his game show roulette wheel and we find out what game we're going to play. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Yes. La, 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 la. Give it a spin and find out what we are playing here. Today for Game Show Roulette. I want to play that Ooh, one. Which one? This one? What's this? I don't remember. Card oh, Sharks. Oh, card Sharks. It's yeah, time for yeah, Card yeah. Sharks. It's oh, a shark great. and it eats cards. <laughs> yes, it is. Why'd that shut off? That's weird. Keep playing. There we go. Hi. Yeah, I like this little Why tune. Stop. Uh, yeah, we're going to play Card Sharks. For those who haven't seen Card Sharks, it is... Uh, Pretty simple. Uh, we'll read a question that has a higher or lower answer. One of you will set the line. The other one says higher or lower. And then they get the opportunity to try to run through the cards. What are you laughing at? Sorry, was the last laughing. time we played this game? Yeah, and, yeah. but I'm, I was laughing at something Don said in the break, oh, and it gotcha. just made me laugh now. It was delayed. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> delayed laugh. Okay. Uh, we're going to uh, flip a coin here. Let me press a little coin flipping app. Okay. <laughs> Somebody call it. 
Tails. It is tails. Ooh. That never happens. It uh, barely ever. So uh, you're going to be going first, Bradley. I'm going to give you a question. Now, again, with this show, we asked 100 different people oh. who have different walks mm-hmm. of life a question. You, Bradley, will get to set the line. Dawn will say higher or lower. Whoever gets, uh, if it is indeed higher, then uh, she'll get control. If it's uh, the other way or you're closest, you're going to uh, get to uh, control the board first. You each have your own set of four cards, which I have here behind me. Okay. And uh, we'll start with this one. Bradley? We asked 100 people divorced seven times or more. Uh, My honestly, grandpa. What? There are that many people in the world? There must be. Wow. Uh, again, these questions are from 1981. So here we go. Wow. We asked 100 people divorced seven times or more. Honestly, are you a difficult person to live with? <laughs> How many of 100 people divorced seven times or more said, yes, honestly, I am difficult to live with? Well, something tells me it's probably a lot lower than you'd think, because otherwise those people, I mean, they have to be in denial somehow. Otherwise, I mean, seven times. Uh, But I, oh, God, 1980, you're, how many are you difficult? This is 1980? 1981 is when these questions were from. Which seems like there would be even less people that have been divorced Mm. that many times. Okay. So out of 100, how many said, honestly, yeah, I'm a difficult person to live with? I'm going to say... 66. 66. Don, we asked those 100 people divorced seven times or more. Honestly, are you difficult? Are you a difficult person to live with? Bradley says 66. Do you think that number is higher or lower than 66? It's lower. You think it's lower? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in denial. It is lower. 47. Oh, so you're pretty close. That's a good guess. 47. All right, Don. You have Dawn. to be kind of in denial, right? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. But then you wouldn't keep getting remarried if you actually were like, hey, I am difficult to live with. Maybe I shouldn't keep remarrying. So just love love. All right. So, all right. Dawn's going to get the first crack at her board. And she is poisoning all your husbands. What? And she is starting with a king. That's a great start. Are you going to want to probably go lower than a king? Yes. I like how you give her advice. Well, I don't know how to play every time. Is it lower than a king? Yeah. It's a five. All right. You can freeze. You can keep, keep playing. You've got a five. What would you like to do? What is my the advantage of keeping playing? Um, then you'll stay frozen right here, and you only have to get two more to win. Or if you get it wrong, you're going to reset and have four more cards to deal I with. I will freeze. You're going to freeze there? Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you get the win here, you're going to have the option on this next question to change that five. So, okay. Oh, all right. You're sitting there with the five. All right. We're going to go to our next question. Now, Don, you get to answer this one. A hundred people were asked, do you think people who claim to have seen UFOs are crazy? <laughs> Of those 100 people, how many said, yes, I do think people who have seen a UFO or claim to see a UFO is crazy? I will say. These are 1981 people. 1981. Right. I will say 71%. 71%. Bradley, we asked 100 people, do you think people who claim to have seen UFOs are crazy? Do you think it's higher or lower? Oh, should I go? Oh, geez. I would say it's probably. (sighs) This is the wrong answer, but I'm going to go higher. Is it higher? It's not. In fact, 16. Only 16, 16 people what? in 1981 oh out of 100 God, people. I am out of touch with the past. So oh. apparently, oh. Good thing, UFOs were, everyone people thought like, UFOs yeah, definitely they, exist. They're definitely Yeah, and a now thing. we know they do. Exactly. From the military, there they showed go. us. Oh, we, yeah, but we don't know they're aliens. Well, 
it's just UFOs, right? All right, that's for a yeah. later topic. Okay. Here you got a five. Do you want to uh, <laughs> keep this five or switch it? You now have the ability to switch that five. That's okay, why you froze. I, I will. I will switch it. Okay, uh, it's up to you. I don't understand. Well, you could play the five if you want to. Do you think it's going to be higher than a five? Because I think it's higher than a five. Well, then just say that. Okay. Okay. So it's higher than a five. Now, the the advantage of freezing is that you still uh, can't lose everything here. Is it higher than a five? It's a seven. Now, you can't can't switch the seven now. I have to go to the next one. Do you want to freeze or do you want to go for it all? Um, I'll freeze. Okay. She's going to just... Slow, slowly. Guys, I have no idea. No, this is great. That's is fine. So far, you're winning, so you're I don't winning. think you should be that concerned. Bradley hasn't even seen the board yet, so it's all right. good. Thank We're going to move on to the next one. Here we go. Uh, we asked 100 bachelors, and Bradley, you're going to answer this one. Out of 100 bachelors, at the end of your most expensive date, did the other person say yes? Basically saying, if you but spent all that money, were you able to seal, seal the deal? deal. Again, 1981, out of 100 bachelors at the end of the most expensive date, did the other person say yes? Yeah, I'm going to say that's probably like, uh, yeah, they're like, yes, yeah, you put out. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, 80%. 80%. Oh, wow. Do you think it's it was the 80s, man? <laughs> yeah. Higher or lower than 80%? I will say lower. You're going to say lower? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Fifty-two oh. percent. So just Ooh. a little more than half. Okay. All right, nice. Don. You only have nice. one Don, you only have one card. One okay. card to go. And yeah. now you're gonna get the opportunity to switch this seven. What is it? So you want to switch it. Yeah. It's one of the worst cards you can get. Okay. Your new Mike, card. Stop giving her advice. She looks like I she, seriously she have some no advice. clue. So do you think, Mike, <laughs> that America's <laughs> leading game show hosts? Would offer such advice. Yes, I've watched Bob Barker with contestants <laughs> really? on that show. Okay, fine, yeah, they do everything fine. they can to keep Give the game moving. Card. Here you go, your new card's a queen. Yeah, that's huge. Is oh, it lower I than a queen? It's lower. Is that what you're going to go with? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. All right. For See? the win, is it lower than a queen? It's a nine. Yeah. Nicely done. You just looked like you weren't sure if you won. <laughs> Did you know if you won, Don? I do. It's like not knowing how to play blackjack. That's when I, where I'm do you at know right how to now. Play blackjack? I do know. Oh. What do you Somebody do? taught me. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I say, what are you doing for the show? We can. Take I don't. Care of that. I don't know when to like split. That's my mm. problem. Mm. Yeah. Can help you out. You can actually bring a card to the table, and you can actually even ask the dealer. They'll help you. Do you know? I did learn. It depends on the casino, though, right? No? They're all. Well, I mean, it depends if you want to trust them or not. But yeah. most dealers know they what they're doing. They don't care either way if they, they win. They don't care. They want tips, so yeah. they'll be happy to help you as long as you keep tipping them when I, they win. When mm-hmm. on the first time I played it at a real casino, I had a little card. Yep, that told card. me which yep. card. You know what to do on the card. It'll tell you like if you get this, do this. And so I could just look at my card and be like. Day or- oh, like you had a laminated card. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. like the cards had notes on them. Like <laughs> no, the like a cards. literal like, like laminated card cheater here. card. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Don. You are the winner today. All but of course, right. we don't have winners and losers. We what have did I not win? And consolation prize winners, Bradley. You're going home with this. Wirecraft Hobby Rotary Toolkit makes small repair jobs even smaller than the Montgomery Ward catalog. Oh, Montgomery Ward repair. Uh, equipment uh, kit from uh, Montgomery Ward. What does that mean? Monkey Ward. It's like a little thing. I don't know. It's a rotary a, toolkit. Rotary toolkit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. It means like you, you fix your rotary phone with it. <laughs> I uh, My grandma used to have one of them. Of course, I had one. <laughs> I love it. I miss that sound. Calling up my friends in seventh grade. <laughs> well,
Well, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you, dear listeners, for being with us once again. Dawn, congratulations. And don't worry, tomorrow you'll lose. However, oh. when we come back, Lori and Julia will magically have taken over this spot from uh, for the next three hours. We'll be back again tomorrow. It's going to be hump day already on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Join us for all the fun right here on My Talk 1071. Bye!